future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hey, Happy New Year! I can't believe it's already 2018, and we have very special guests for, to kick off the new year. Uh, we are going to be talking with my life partner, uh, Deborah Smalley. So excited to have her on, and her incredible uh, person that she works with, which is Sally Forster Jones. So uh, these two incredible ladies are going to kick off our new year at 360 Karma, where we always celebrate amazing women who are doing incredible work in the world. So without further ado, please give a warm welcome to Deborah and Sally. Hi. Hi. So happy Hi. to have you all on on my first show of the year. Well, it's, yeah. it's exciting and it's thrilling to be here. Yeah, well, it couldn't well, be uh, any more apropos than to have my partner on. <laughs> and uh, I know she loves working with your team. You uh, both are incredible trailblazers in the real estate industry. And we're going to talk about some of the highlights of y'all's career, like uh, listing the most expensive property in the world, the Spelling Estate, and, and all about exciting things that happen here. I think only in Los Angeles. Like, this is the perfect place to be in real estate, right? Oh, it's the best. Yeah. It's the best. It's exciting, and it's really it's, it's innovative, and it's good. Yeah. But where um, I think people probably don't know, y'all, the background of the two of you and how you got to where you are. And I think that's always the interesting story, mm -hmm. you know, especially for young women out there or even maybe midlife that want to change their careers. Mm -hmm. And they're thinking, wow, how did, how did they do it? You know, and I think people like hearing those journeys. And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people probably don't know that you were born in Germany. Yes, I was. Yeah. And that your parents were Holocaust survivors. Yes. Right? It's true. And, uh, boy, that's a tough subject. Yeah. 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 And... Um, how did that affect you coming from parents that survived that? Like, what was that like? I know they brought you here, and you actually grew up in Brooklyn. I did. Um, but what what was that like? You actually told me that your mom had a very positive attitude, which sometimes coming from that type of background is not the case. So you were really fortunate with that. Yeah, I, it, I really was. My mom, in spite of everything that happened to her, it was she had a very, very tough life. She was only 13 years old when her whole family was killed and taken oh away gosh. from her. And, Lord. you know, so she lost her childhood and, and then was in concentration camps and, you know, and just very, very, very difficult. But in spite of it, which is remarkable, mm -hmm. she always had a positive attitude, believed people were good, only saw mm. the good in people. That is, and, uh, that's and, a miracle. Yeah, it was just, so that was, yeah. that was so important to me and in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my dad, not as much. He was just much more fearful. And I mean, he also was young and, and, and lost, you know, he was the second oldest of eight children and everyone except he, you know, my, my dad and his brother died. So, oh and he was much more, I'm going to say, you know, damaged in the way of just, mm -hmm. you know, his outlook on people. Um, but my mom, you know, was the one who really was the, you know, very, very big influence. Very resilient. On, yes. Yeah. And a huge influence on me. 
and I and bet. how my outlook on life. Yeah, that's that's powerful. And you know what's interesting? Whenever I have two people on, I always try to see you know what synergies they have, and it's so interesting. You and Deborah both were mm. married at eighteen, were divorced like at twenty five, twenty six. Both had kids at that time. Uh, became single moms. Mm -hmm. Were both teachers. Uh -huh. And then both ended up in real estate. Your your stories are so similar, it's <laughs> yeah. uncanny. Because yeah. when we actually planned this, we didn't even, I don't think, realize how similar your stories were. So that was kind of fascinating. Uh, so as single moms, um, why don't we talk about you know how and why you all got into real estate? Because you actually both also started in commercial real estate, oddly enough, which is a very male-dominated arena, even today, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So what made you both choose that? Deborah? You, you were a single mom. What made you decide yes. to get into commercial? I, well, believe it or not, my friends were in the entertainment industry, and they wanted me to be in that industry. And they said, oh, and you, you wanted that too, too, right? right. Yeah. They said, you can work seven days a week. We'll pay you $100 a week, and it'll be great. You'll <laughs> yeah. learn everything. I said, oh, I can't. I, I have a son to take care yeah. of. So they, we all got together, and they suggested commercial real estate. And I said, okay. Had no idea what it was. Yeah. So coming from a teaching background, it was the antithesis. And, and why I, did you pick commercial? Be, because I didn't have to work on the weekends. Yeah. So I could be with my son, and it was 9 to 5. Yeah. So that's why I chose commercial real estate, having no knowledge whatsoever about and, it. And you two mm -hmm. both owned your own commercial real estate companies, yes. right? Yes. So you all were among a handful of women in the entire country that yes. owned your own commercial real estate back in that time. Right. And probably not many today. So that, that's fascinating, you know? It is. I mean, it had to have been tough being in, in that industry. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know you both thrived at it. And uh, um, Deborah, you were sharing with me a story this morning about you were driving up Santa Monica Boulevard. Right. And this is kind of one of your entrees mm -hmm. into commercial. Mm -hmm. I was driving at Santa Monica Boulevard in San Vicente. And where a building stood the day before was Kuntz Hardware. And there was a man sitting on an egg carton or a milk carton with smoke coming up in the back of him and I pulled over and I asked him what happened he said my my building burned down last night somebody threw a fire in a dumpster and it exploded my building and there was not one remnant of a building left and from there I moved him to temporary space and then he became my client he built a three-story building where uh, one mm -hmm. story was and for 20 years he was my client oh exciting wow. and it's all because you pulled over on the side of the road to find out what happened what's this man like had his hand head yeah. in his hands and it was, it was I mean being scary. a real estate you, you guys have us have a lot of stories that's <laughs> all I can say yeah no there's there's every day is a story and a new story you never know what that story is going yeah. to be mm -hmm. that's kind of the fun thing about real estate yes. isn't it yeah. every, like no two days are the same I, no no two houses are the same mm -hmm. no two clients are the same that's right yeah it keeps it interesting right, right. yes right. you yeah. wake up every morning you think you're going to be doing x and then no. Yeah. <laughs> totally yeah. different. Yeah. No so matter how there was a whole other agenda. Right. <laughs> and no matter how many times you do it, it's each deal and each, you know, is different because the people are different and, yeah. and things, you know. Circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, it's always different. Sally's done more deals, maybe more, many more deals than I have, but each one is totally mm -hmm. different. You can never say, oh, it was just like the other one. Yeah. Nothing. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, your actual entree into real estate, you were telling me that uh, as a single mom, you were like, you bought your first piece of property and realized when you flipped it, 
Like, right, right. oh, this was kind of easy money, huh? Yeah. No, yeah. what I did is I, I bought a, I, a, actually I bought a home. Yeah. And with, with, I had no money. And Didn't so. Didn't you say back then it was like $30,000 yeah, well, or something? It was, uh, the house that I bought was $31,250. I oh can't forget. Could you find me one of those right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take 10. <laughs> yeah. No, no, and it was, it was challenging because I did not have any money and I borrowed some money from my parents and I then, um, you know, had the seller do a carry back. So I literally bought it with nothing. Yeah. And I uh, bought it for $31,250 and, and did minor little fix-up yeah. and sold it for $45,000 and thought that I had, you know, died and gone to heaven. It right. Was like, this was brilliant. How, yeah. you know, and that was really that, that, with that, I took that money and then bought, you know, 10, 10 properties. Wow. And with the, with the profits. Right, with, right, with the yeah. profits. I bought, you know, just as, with as little down as possible. Right. Like 10 so properties you just parlayed and, that into yes. more. Um, wow. Smart. And, and that was the start of my real estate career. You know, you're reminding me my first apartment, I had the, uh, the owner, I didn't have the credit. So uh -huh. the, he did a, uh, uh, he held the note and uh, I bought it for uh, 90, 95,000. And about a month later, I sold it for 135 cash to some Russians that showed up with a uh, suitcase full <laughs> right, of cash. Right. Now, I wish I'd taken that and parlayed <laughs> it into more properties mm -hmm. like you did. That was mm -hmm. very smart. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought, thought the same thing. Wow, this real estate thing is really cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could not beat it. It was just like, you know, yeah. just, just, you know, just like a light bulb went off, yeah. and that was that was it. Yeah, and so then you decided to get your license. Yes. Yeah. So I got my license, um, and uh, and then I was did commercial real estate. I did mm -hmm. development. I did property management, mortgage brokerage, and, and residential. And so I was. So you learned every in, aspect. Yes. yes. Smart. Mm -hmm. And then, um, what made you go to residential? Well, you know the the residential is a much more in I, I I was a psychology major in college and mm -hmm. so the psychology aspect and the people aspect was really what appeals to me I love the the just getting to know the people and interacting yes. and trying to understand them and right. and negotiate and so the residential is a much more people emotional you know type of yeah. business and that's it's why you exactly got into it, right? Why I got into it, yes. right? Yeah, how interesting, because uh, from what I understand, commercial is very cut and dry. It's all numbers, mm -hmm. right, right? Right. You right. just right. look at it, and it's you don't even yeah. have to look at the property. Right. You know, yeah. What is, you know, is it going to make money? Is it not going to make money? And, right. and the residential is you walk in and you fall in love, and yeah. you know, and and as a broker, you have to really. You know, just read the, the the buyer and the seller and understand what they want and how to get them what they want, even if they don't know what they want. Right, right, right. Yeah, I heard that uh, analogy one time that someone said, you know, um, in anything in life, you can't get your what you want unless you can actually visualize and see what mm -hmm. it is you want. And the analogy was, if you went to a, a person in real estate and you said, I want to get a house, well. <laughs> You need a little bit more information than that, right? Like, well, is it by the ocean? Does it have a view? How many bedrooms does it have? How many bathrooms? So, in other words, it would be 
great if somebody has a, a, a vision of exactly what they're looking for, obviously, uh, right? Yes, but sometimes what they think they mm -hmm. want is not what they end up with. Oh, So oh, it's interesting. interesting because mm -hmm. I was also a child psychology major. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you're not the same person? No, <laughs> and, and what's interesting is child psychology really does help you deal with people, with adults, yeah. I found, yeah. in many cases. So that's yeah. another thing. Yeah. yeah, or the, all the adults were all kids in some way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Deborah, so uh, I know we know a little bit about your family background, but your family also were immigrants here from, from uh, Russia. From Russia. Yes. And um, is that both your grandparents? Both sides of my grandparents yeah. were from Russia. Right. Yes. They and uh, I know uh, one of them was also fleeing what was going on there, right? The pogroms, yes, in, yeah. the, uh, in the 1900s. Yeah. They, they came to Los Angeles, no, they came to Chicago from Russia mm -hmm. and then immigrated to mm -hmm. Los Angeles and were in Boyle Heights. Yeah, I know your grandparents were very instrumental in building up uh, the Jewish community in Boyle Heights, yes. right? And then My also, great -grandparents. Mm -hmm. your great-grandparents, mm -hmm. and then your grandparents, uh, Isidore and Sonny, mm -hmm. uh, were instrumental in so many things here, building the American Jewish University mm -hmm. and the First Temple. and the First Temple um, in, in uh, Sherman, uh, Studio City, North Hollywood area. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, also a catalyst to uh, the creating the City National Bank, right? Yes, yeah. my, my grandfather was president of City yeah. National Bank. Yeah. Yes, an incredible leader, and you now mm -hmm. have a grandson named after him. Yes, his right? name's Izzy. Yes, Isador, I yeah. Do. And then your other grandparents also migrated from Russia as from well? From Russia as well yeah. to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And the, the interesting story about that is yeah. my grandmother was uh, in well, they, Pittsburgh. Didn't they, they had, come to visit? They came to visit, yeah. and they stayed at the Ambassador Hotel mm -hmm. in the in the 40s yeah and my grandmother had a breathing problem because Pittsburgh had a lot of refineries mm. and she could breathe really well here so they went back sold he my grand my father's father owned a department store they sold it and they moved here and stayed at the ambassador hotel for months until they decided what exactly where mm. they were gonna go but yeah. who would have known my father was 13 or 14 years old and his life changed yeah right mm -hmm. yeah because of because the health you know yes. you never know what things happen in life that bring you to where you're meant to be, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I know I'm exactly. really an East Coast girl, but here I ended up in Los Angeles, obviously, to meet you. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> and uh, the most wonderful family on the planet, I got to tell you. Oh, thank uh, you. Your parents, uh, you know, Marv and uh, Sandra, are also philanthropists and very big in you know, creating the sculpture garden at the AJU, mm -hmm. American Jewish University, and Cedar Sinai, and City of Hope, and just you know, I just think uh, the Jewish culture in in general, um, there's such give back people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, in you my know? family, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we it, were always taught to mm -hmm. be active in the community. Yeah. So. But that is part of what is taught is in Judaism mm -hmm. is really caring for other people and and giving back and charity. And so and, and so that is a key fundamental underlying mm -hmm. uh, you know part of the religion. Yes. So yeah, mm -hmm. so it's it's taking care of other uh, others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a shame what goes on in this country, isn't it? Even to this day with this anti-Semitism uh, because it is such a beautiful culture and such a give back culture and uh, I don't understand the mentality of people in this country when they mm -hmm. uh, 
have a beef with other cultures. I, I don't get that, whether it's Jews or mm-hmm. blacks or gays or whatever it is. I, I just can't, und- I, just in my soul, mm-hmm. I can't understand how people can't just love all people and realize that we're all equal souls in this universe exactly you know that's you know that would be wonderful yeah that's a goal to get to and aspire and and work maybe if oprah were president (laughs) exactly boy that would be a dichotomy going from trump to oprah huh i mean oh my gosh no but we really do i feel need a leader like her if it's not her um that has that soulful way about them that mm-hmm. uh, is inclusive and says, let's bridge the gap and let's reach across the aisle. Mm-hmm. And Right? Yeah, that would be one. It would be wonderful to yeah. have, you know, that really respect and understanding. And people are people. People are people. Right. Yeah. And uh, being here in Los Angeles, I think we're more mm-hmm. adaptive to that idea uh, but I wish the, I wish all around the country it was promising to see Alabama step up yes. to the plate and you know be more progressive you know for the first time in what 20 or 25 years mm-hmm. so there's hope yes. right there's well, hope so for sure there's always hope there's always hope and we work toward toward where yeah. we want to be we have our goal and that we just have to get there yeah I know uh, too as I was saying about her family that your family and you are a very generous person and mm-hmm. uh, give back would you like to talk about any of the things that you're involved in well, I, I'm I'm involved. You know what? I, I'm I'm going to just say I'm sort of like this bleeding heart. Yeah. So anyone who you know, who has a cause, yeah, then it's interesting to me. So yeah. there's so many. Me too. I'm the same way. There's so many things that. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yes. All of these things are important. Yes. So just a lot of you know humanitarian, uh, you know health. Um, you know, so I so it's, if I get it, you know, I hope that no one likes listening and like start sending me. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm on every single mailing list. Yeah, and and so, but it's it's okay because it's you know it's it's part of I'm I feel really lucky and fortunate to be who I am and to be able to give back. So yes. wherever it is, you know, uh, you know, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. It's great uh, that your mom imparted that positivity mm-hmm. on you because I see that in you. And I'm sure it's what's made you so successful. Um, and, you know, you're both such um, independent, strong women, you know. And in this day and age, um, it's great to have role models like you all that, mm-hmm. you know, tell other women hey we're we're doing it you can too yeah you know a lot of women are sitting on the sidelines they don't believe in themselves they've been told like you were both saying Mm -hmm. to me you know back in the day when you all were growing up people were just you women were told you could be a teacher or you could be a secretary Mm -hmm. you know that That you know and i think it's hard for the millennials to understand that that was real (laughs) that was real and today there's so much opportunity for everyone um and and so we just have to let women know that they're capable mm-hmm. they need to build their self-esteem and believe in themselves you know and i know with uh live love thrive and my conference and workshops and stuff we try to uh give people the tools to help them to discover what is it they're good at mm-hmm. and how can they be doing that and that's what we were just talking about right. before we came on the air about everybody uh, using the gifts that um, 
of what they are good at and that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're doing what you're good at mm -hmm. and that brings people success and it brings them happiness and joy, don't you think? Right, I, 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 you know, I do believe that. Yeah. And I think that, I think for both of us now, you know, I, I did not know Deborah's, you know, history <laughs> being so similar to mine, but, um, you know, I was divorced with three babies Oh my and gosh, I so, can't even fathom that. just the coming to terms with, like, you know what, it is up to me. I have to rely on myself. I have to take care of these kids. Yes. And I have to figure it out. And, and you know, just stepping up. And, and just, that you did. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. <laughs> well, as one of the most successful uh, real estate companies in the world, Sally, that you lead, I think you guys just almost uh, were surpassing five billion in sales. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the properties that you all have mm -hmm. represented. Uh, so you represented the Spelling Estate, which was the at the time the most expensive uh, real estate in the in the world, right? It was. It and, was. And then you just recently sold the most expensive property in Beverly Hills, right? I did. 70 million? Yes, yes. Wow. It holds the record for the most expensive property sold in Beverly Hills. Unbelievable. Which is not an inexpensive place. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I wish I'd known I would have bought it, but. Um, and Deborah, I know you've shared with me that, you know, you've dealt with um, being in, in Hollywood, you have an opportunity to deal with different icons and celebrities and one of your favorites was working with the uh, Linkletter family. Yes. Uh, Art I, Linkletter and we all remember the show mm -hmm, that uh, mm -hmm, he was famous yeah. for. Yeah, kids, kids say, say the, the darndest darkest. things. Mm -hmm. And um, you know how exciting it was to work with uh, iconic families like that because of where we're located. Mm -hmm. We get to meet such interesting people. Don't you think? It's a fascinating place, LA. Mm -hmm. yes. Never a dull moment. It, it, it was a, a really wonderful experience. And um, Art Linkletter was in his 90s, and his wife was in his 90s. And when they passed away, I, I was fortunate enough to meet them before they passed away. Oh, cool. So, I didn't know that. Yes. And then when they passed away, the family sold the, the estate in Bel Air. It was about $10.5 million. And they uh, bought, didn't they buy that property for like 300 or something? $300,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They lived there for four, almost 50 years. Wow. In the same house. Wow. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. It yeah. Was, but those you, are the, that's the reason I went into, into residential was so that I could make the heart connection too, because mm -hmm. I didn't have that right. in commercial. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, both being single woman, uh, on your own, I do, there's a saying I believe in and it's create your fate mm -hmm. and that's what you, you do, exactly. have done, are doing. That's what we do. We create our fate. Nobody, nope, nobody, nobody's imposing a life on us we're creating whatever it is that we want to be doing. If someone wanted to get into real estate now, especially a woman, what would be your advice to them about how to create a successful career? Both of you. Yeah. Well, my advice is, is that really to learn, to really just connect with someone who can be a mentor mm -hmm. and teach them because it is, it looks easy. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, you just show the house and the buyer loves it and they people buy do, it people and, and do that's minimize it. Right. Uh, absolutely uh, what that. a realtor does yes, it but is. having lived with mm -hmm. one i know <laughs> oh my god it is a lot of work right they don't realize right. that you're you know not only you're always uh, networking but uh, all this marketing and uh, you know going around knocking on doors mm -hmm. and going to events and 
you know, everything that's involved in uh, the research of making sure you price it right. And, uh, you know, uh, there's so many facets to it. And to buy a house today is so cumbersome, like over 100 pages of documents. You better be with somebody who's professional and an expert Mm -hmm. who knows it inside out because it's it's very complicated to buy property these days. It is. And just being able to negotiate and understanding even when... You know the buyer the seller you know everyone like draws that line and mm-hmm. they don't want to move and and you have to be the voice of reason mm-hmm. and just work it through so it is and there's always always like you know as we were saying every day is a different day you don't know what's going to happen there's always a crisis there's <laughs> always something goes wrong yeah and something and doesn't unexpected. the uh, owner of the home always think it's worth more than it is of course and the buyer <laughs> always <laughs> thinks it's worth less than it is yeah yes, yes, <laughs> yes. somehow you have to make it happen yeah yes. yeah so, no so it's it's actually very complicated it yeah. looks so much easier and that's why yeah. people look at it and say oh i could do that yeah mm-hmm. but to start out today i think you really need Get to a mentor you need to have a mentor have someone to yeah. work with someone to really yeah. teach you so now they're going to all be calling you for your <laughs> charity donations oh and your gosh. mentorship oh, no <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but um you know it's not easy to to rise to the cream of the crop mm-hmm. like you've done and um, I know you love being a part of this amazing team. I feel uh, so fortunate yeah. to be to be yeah. on your team. Well, yeah. and I, I feel so happy that you are. Thank <laughs> you, thank you. Because not everybody is like Sally in this business. Yeah, yeah. It's a Sally's it's a, a special woman. Yeah. yeah. You thank are. you, thank you. In all respects. Thank you. Yeah, and you know, um, it's um, like you said, uh, especially it's a very cutthroat type of industry, mm-hmm. and so for there to be women in it that have integrity and work with um, authenticity is a rarity. Mm -hmm. It is a rarity. And anybody out there listening who's dealt with realtors will attest to what I just said, I'm sure. And I think that's why it's a breath of fresh air for people to work with your particular team. I think uh, like-minded people gather. Mm -hmm. And so the person that you are, you're gathering people around you that are like-minded, purpose-driven, authentic people. Right. No, uh, ethics and uh, ethics is critical. Yeah. And it's really, for me and and I know for Deborah, it's really about the client. Mm -hmm. It is, you're going to get paid at the end. If it succeeds, you're not if you're not. Yeah. So, but you really, you have to work for the client. The client is Mm -hmm. really what's important. And if if one deal doesn't, you know, come together, Mm -hmm. then another one will. Right. So, and and not. So you're. What I hear you saying is you're not attached to the outcome. Correct. Yeah. It's really, it's really just doing what's really best. And uh, you know, and not every. I can't say that every broker feels that way because they're just looking at. Yeah, bottom paycheck. line. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. You're, you're, uh, I think you're a pretty good example of that that works really well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, I think that, uh, you know, it's so important that, uh, like we said, people do what they love. There's a lot of people in the real estate business. I'm not sure they're doing it for the fact that they love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're doing it for the money. I would say, Go find something else to do, right? Wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. Yes, I mean, do, do what you love. Right. Do you love houses? Do you love architecture? Do you love people? You know, that's kind of what it's all about. 
I think uh, in, in any industry, you have your people that are cream of the crop and 80% that really aren't and should be doing something else, right? right? right. Yeah. But um, so if people want to get into this, if they feel like drawn to it, you would say get your license, get a mentor, and if you truly are passionate about it, you're going to do well. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And, yeah. and as you said, you have to really do it and not be attached to the outcome. It's right. really the process. Right. Well, you both have had an amazing journey. And uh, I think it's great where you're at, that you're working and collaborating <laughs> together. And, uh, and that uh, I always say, if I can't have fun, I don't want to play. Right. <laughs> right. And it seems like you all yes. are the epitome yeah. of that, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were saying, it's all about balance. Right? It is. Yeah. It is. And, and, and doing that, what you love and having the uh, other people do what they love that you hate to do. And, <laughs> yes. And yeah, everybody wins. And yeah. I, I want to say one of the reasons that I respect Sally so much is that she does have balance in her life. And I yeah. appreciate mm -hmm. that because I like mm -hmm. the balance right. too. Yeah. Right. It's very important. Balance is key. Yeah. Well, then that's the word for the year balance. balance. Yeah. Thank you both so much for being on the show. It's Thank great you to so have much. share your stories. And uh, we'll be back next next week uh, with more great women. So stay tuned and uh, just make it a great week. Hugs and happiness. Mm -hmm.